Punk World back again. It is the Country Rat Report. Yours truly, Big XL. What up? What you doing, Spike? And y'all know what we do. We give you our opinion, our, our reviews, our expertise on some of the best and worst videos in the genre of country rap. Uh, before we get too deep into it, man, we both would like to say thank you for everyone that has supported this journey. Over 150 episodes. Over 150 episodes. Like I say, salute to um, Ryan Upchurch just because church like, man, you guys have really put in a lot of work. He didn't know the amount, but he knew we had a bunch of videos. And so definitely salute to him and salute to all the artists that has, um, you know, noticed the hard work. And salute to all the newer artists that almost one, at least once a week, I'm discovering someone that is jumping in the genre. Almost once a week. So shout out to everybody that's making this genre grow. Uh, shout out to everyone that's not just making the genre grow, but putting their time, their energy into putting out good, competitive, not that you're competing, but when I say competitive, I mean things that are competitive to what's in the marketplace, sounding music and quality music. Man, shout out to all the people that that we didn't know in 2021, but we know in 2022. Well, we need them, um, and I'm and I'm glad that some of the ones that are here have upgraded, you know, because now we're, like you said, we're giving better videos, better music. Like some of them might be um, breakout artists of the year. Like some of them in contention for that. I haven't seen any of the new people that you're talking about, but you know, we we need some rookies because right now, Scram is the only rookie of the year. No. Scram's the only dude that got two videos. I don't know. Nobody else got two videos. So, well, Rookie of the Year means two videos? That's a minimum. You got to have two videos to represent you. Really? Ain't nobody that? else got. I mean, what are the criteria? Ain't nobody else got the body of work. They the throw, criteria I'm, is we ain't never heard of you last year. Right. But you can't just win Rookie of the Year one video. Hold on. Let me, before we get into this, we got, we give you guys AMAs also. Ask me anything, which y'all can ask us any question about the music business, any question about the podcast, any question about ourselves, and we will answer it, and you can ask them anonymously. Well, I guess you can't ask anonymously because you got to send it, but we won't announce your name unless you like us to. Because it'd be cool right. if artists want to say, hey, say my name. She's is promo. And we also do exclusive artist interviews, which today will be. We're patiently waiting on our guests to arrive in his charger. Um, <laughs> so before we get into that though, right? Beyond might be a rookie of the year. Who? Beyond. He had oh, two yeah. videos. I forgot. I, I forgot how to pronounce his name already. I'm looking at you like, who's Beyond? Okay. Well, he, he, maybe he would have had one of them not been a Jack beat because we, we got in that ass on that one. So maybe not. Beyond. Uh, B-Y-A-N-D. Yes. Trey Fitz. Trey, we well, got one, one video. Bro, it's May. One video. He's managed by Johnny Knoxville. I'm sure he'll have a second video. Okay, well, he won't get in the category with one video. Nobody that was in the category last year was in it with one Are video. Are you ready? I'm going to just name potential rookie of the year. Run him. Trey Fitz. Okay. Beyond. Okay. Project Zilla. They industry. They, they but are yes. not industry. If Why we get more videos, that? if we get more videos, yes. Why yes. would you say they're industry? They have less than a thousand followers on 
Instagram. Ain't they signed to like no. somebody? No, what they had on a on a death row shirt, and people just thought they was signed. Okay, so they're not industry. All right, then they, um, maybe maybe they're a possibility. You ready for me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Corey Davidson. Mm. I'm listing people who we did not rookie review. of the year. We didn't review to me. Rookie of the year is someone who wasn't on our radar last year. It's a country rap report award. We didn't review them last year, so ultimately we can call them a Ricky because we didn't know they existed. Right. It, it ain't saying that you're a Ricky to the game of country rap, but you are a Ricky to the show. Does he have... I don't remember. I, I remember one video. I remember two videos. No, we've only we've only done one, but I'm saying that we're not even at the halfway point of the year. They gave quality videos, so I'm sure they'll give us another I'm hoping they do. If they don't, then hell no. Guess they who got, else? They got to have the criteria of having multiple projects for us to throw it in that, in that category. Guess who else? Who that? And he's not a rookie, and the people going to say he ain't a rookie, but he's a rookie to the show. Big Chuck. I just got it straight out of the inbox on Big Chuck. Okay, I can, I can deal with Big Chuck. No county redneck. Um, Jack B, no, we haven't reviewed anything by them that has been original. <laughs> Skeeter Jones. Um, he needs a real video. We can't, really, he doesn't have any video. We reviewed your animated video, but you need a real video, fam, before we can keep you over here. Oh, you'll be a hard school teacher. <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> Marcotic. Did we touch on him last year? No. At all? Okay, yeah, he, he might work. Cool Hand Luke. Yes. Dolly Voodoo. Daily. Oh, I, I don't know if he even, <laughs> I don't know he, what, okay. what genre he in, fam. Yeah, he might work. Bobby Chance. Oh, yeah, the dude from Michigan. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ricky, 615. I don't think we gave him. Okay, I remember him. Dirty White. Uh, that was last year, wasn't it? Nope. He industry, though. He is not industry. I believe he's industry, fam. I believe he's science science. No. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw one more. I'm gonna throw one more. Cowboy Killer. I really like Cowboy Killer. Um, and we did not touch him last year. So yeah, that he might work. Oh no! One more. One more. One more. One more. One more. Um, I might be confusing Cowboy Killer. No, actually, I'm thinking about Cowboy Killer. And you know, there's a lot of artists that we talked about during the year that we didn't really talk about towards the end of the year. I got to do research and figure out, I got to figure out um, how to get notifications. You know, because I, I just, it just hit me that there are artists that we spoke on in 2021, like towards the middle of the season. Right. That like we, we talked a lot about um, Marine Rapper. We haven't really spoken on him a lot. Um, I think we've kind of shot away from that little subgenre of um, pop what's the, um, rap. 
the, the bigger guy's name. Which one? And we actually even talked about we would like to interview him. Bryson? Bryson, yes. Yeah, Bryson and then Tyson James. Green rapper. Forgiato. Like, that little pocket, we have a... They're kind of, like, not really reviewed their stuff lately. Lazo Alexander? Uh, he in that pocket, too. That whole political rap. Political... What are we calling it? Uh, what do they call it? Patriot rap. That's what it's called. Patriot rap. Uh, that patriot rap pocket is is different. I mean, but we'll talk about that one with his country rap. But I, um, I think I we need to go back and get them. We're elections about to heat up. Let's let's scoop them up. I don't think we're, there's any shortage of country rap, folks. <laughs> I really don't want to do the patriot rap because the patriot rap be pushing buttons and they be doing it for uh for for views. Uh, that is a country rap money grab. Without a doubt, and I'm not. I don't want. If, you, if we can, if we can not do it with them. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Have you noticed? Um, a lot of, a lot of the artists don't really touch on. I didn't realize it, but the more I dig, a lot of artists don't really um touch on the political side of things. Some of them touch it in a subject matter, or it might be like a tribute to the flag or something like that in a little video. But that's it, you know. But I think the only guy that is over here that is country, let's do this, sings and, and raps. Um, videos be clean as fuck. I can't remember his name. Seth, Seth Anthony. Now yes. he does it. He does it. But all of his stuff be A1 and it don't be over the top. You know, yeah, it, it doesn't it, really, it, 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 it doesn't bother those who might be on the other side so much. Right. And then, you got, and then you got those like, like Lord Lust is just like on the fence of being on the Patriot side. But not so much on the Patriot side because he's really leaning more towards core hip hop and just speaking political views. Speaking of Lord Lust, in his um, on his bucket list, he really wants to do a feature with Church. Could you imagine that? Would that be a bar fest? It would be, but he needs to he needs to uh, increase his profile for that to happen. But I can see it happening bar wise. And um, I troll someone. Tell me, is this a troll? And then I'm gonna go. There was a person, then I see our guest. He just pulled up in, in, in the um, charger. Okay. Is this a troll? So I've seen someone brand new to the genre. They made a post. Does anyone have a contact on Upchurch? What the hell are they going to do with that? So I tagged you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the contact going to do? Like you, you looking for I the think he, had just, he had just done a show. He had just done a show. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the show, the artist's name, because they might take it as a diss. And I'm just asking you, do you think this is a troll? Right? So I tagged you first, right? Right. And then I, I was like, hey, I tagged the picture of me in church. I said, well, maybe this guy knows him, because church loves the country rap report, and you should too. Is that a troll? Or is that promotion? That's promotion. That ain't a troll. That wouldn't offend you if I put that in your comments? No. <laughs> He didn't respond. Um, that ain't it. I don't, that's not the proper way to go and try to get a feature either. I don't know if you want a feature. You might want a show. He was fresh. He was 24 hours after doing the show when he made that post. He had done a show. and hmm. mm. That's weird. That's, I'm curious. It's one of the new people. We've never even reviewed them. They got a video yet? No. Okay, all right. But it's a person who, um, I don't know, it's a weird dynamic because I don't want to say 
he supports the stream. Um, I don't know. You know how sometimes you meet these artists who we've both met these type of artists before who seem like they're standoffish and don't need anything that we have to offer. For the artists who make it seem like it's your pleasure to know me. Oh, I love those types. Yeah, he, he seems <laughs> like one of those types. He's one of the types who didn't embrace the genre at first. And he was recording under another name. But now he's changed his name and now he's embracing the genre. Oh, well, when we do the episode, the next AMA, he needs to be tagged in that. Because th that episode will be for him. Okay. Um. So, all right. Now, I see our guest has pulled up. But before we bring our guests on, the gentleman we're about to talk to has created a pocket to me, to both of us, in the genre of country rap. They've almost carved out their own little niche type sound. Um, and it embodies auto-tune and harmonizing. Okay. Do you think country rap was ready for that before we bring the artists? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I don't I don't see where hell he can even take it a step further and bring in the talk box. Or like no, Roger Troutman's. Like, like I, I'm, I'm not against. I like. I want yeah. all varieties. <laughs> yeah. I want all varieties. I want to hear hear all so, the complete spectrum. So you want everything in country rap? Yeah. Everything. Yes. So you want some? Hey, we want some. That's just booty shake. That's just a dance record. Yes, I want that. Oh man, I can't wait to the next review show because I have a new. Favorite artists, too. Yes. yes. Mm. Have you watched the videos I sent you? I have not. Oh, my oh. <laughs> I'm ready for that one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. As we patiently wait for him to jump on there, and I told him to do the thingy thingy. Let me get you. Turn the, turn the charger. Turn it. Flip the, flip uh, the whole phone. Flip the whole phone. <laughs> Bam! There we there go. We Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's welcome to the Country Rap Report. The homie, Shotgun Shane. What's going on, my guy? Hey, how y'all doing, man? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Hold on, Shane. Yeah. You I can only cool. see one of y'all. I can only see one of y'all. How can you? I don't know. We see. He's probably doing it on a speaker. Like, when whoever is speaking, it'll show up in his home. And then they'll you go. See, yeah, now I see you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, the first thing I got to say, Shane, is welcome to the Country Rap Report. It's long overdue. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. The second thing I got to say is, Shotgun Shane, why do you have a beard? I'm used to seeing baby face Shotgun Shane. Trying to be different, bro. I'm out here. I'm, I'm, I'm a dad. You know, I got three daughters. I'm trying to grow this beard out so I can put the fear of God in some little boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 that does it. That does it. So you're a girl dad. Yeah. Yes, what's sir. It like, what's it like raising all girls? It's different, man. It's like, I feel like God cursed me, but at the same time, blessed me. Um, I'm just learning, you know, it's, it's definitely a learning curve because I'm, I'm in a house full of women, you know, and I'm the only man. So I have to teach them that aspect of life as well, you know? And what to look for in a man or or a guy, you know? Yeah, you it's gonna gotta, be a tough process, man. Yeah, you're going to have to be first boyfriend for three girls. 
So you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be the example. Yes, sir. Now I'm gonna tell you, because I have three daughters. Heck yeah, man. Um, the same boat. <laughs> when 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 that river flows. <laughs> that river flows for everybody. Yeah, dude. I just hope it don't happen at the same time. No, it's going to happen at the same time. Because there's something about being under the same roof that make it happen at the same time, ladies in the in in the chat. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But it's only you're gonna have about 10 days every 30 days where you need to watch TV and say yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets rough. All right, man. So look, man, let's get into the journey of shotgun shame, man. First and foremost. For all the people who are not familiar with Shotgun Shane, let these people know where you are from. I'm from a town outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, called Morristown, Tennessee. Um, a lot of my family grew up in Sneeville, Tennessee, which is where uh, the big uh, Morgan Wallen's from right now. You know, everybody knows who Morgan Wallen is. Um, but it's just two little small towns out here, bro, in East Tennessee. And um, trying to put on for East Tennessee, bro. That's it. All right, what was your introduction to this? Because I don't, I'm not gonna say what was your introduction to country rap. What was your introduction to music and pursuing music? Like, when did you realize you wanted to get into it? When did you realize you had a talent? I realized that I wanted to do music when I was in like middle school. Um, I did that wasn't my first love. My first love was actually sports. It was basketball and football. I was really good. I was a quarterback in football. I kind of let that go because I was way better at basketball. I was the only white boy on the court dunking it, you know what I mean? In like seventh and eighth grade, because I hit my growth spurt early. And I was like, like damn near six foot tall when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. So it's like, it just worked out. I wound up screwing that profession up, even though I had like a scholarship to UT if I wanted to go to Duke I could have went to Duke to play because I had a 4.0 GPA I was a very intelligent person um I messed up hanging out with the wrong people and this would be like my message to people out there viewing and watching us as celebrities artists all this don't hang out with the wrong people because it'll bite you in the ass I had weed I was I like to smoke weed back then I had it on me and I had and I told the wrong people and they snitched on me and I got arrested the whole nine yards and lost my scholarship. I got kicked out of school. They wouldn't let me get back in school. They wouldn't give me my credits. They wouldn't do none of that, bro. I screwed it up and it was on me. That was me. And from that point, it was just whatever I could do. And then I, it is, it's a long ass story, bro. Like it really is. Cause I went to slept on fucking couches, basements, doing this music shit. And it not going nowhere. And that was under a different alias, you know? And then, I don't know, man. Then I got locked up for 13 months. Uh, that's a true story. A lot of people want to say it's fake or whatever, but it was true. I I, I sat in there and did that time. You know? Hold on, hold on, stop. Bump the break. <laughs> um, did you get locked up for the weed? No, I, I, I had to go to juvie for the weed. Like, the way they did that, they made my parents because I was still under the age of 18 at the time. So I had to go like weekends to like this juvie holding place. And I had to stay from Friday till Monday. My parents picked me up Monday morning every time. But it's um, I forget how many weekends I had to do that. I just 
I don't know. I just never learned, you know, I kept hanging out with the wrong people and I kept doing it and kept doing it. And it eventually led me in jail for assaults and different type of shit, you know, and I was doing the wrong thing, bro. Like just was, man. I had a lot of growing up to do. You know? Was was music a part of your life yet? Or are you just doing random crazy stuff? Music wasn't something that was putting food on the table. Okay. You know, it, it was just something that I was aspiring to do. And me going to all these different situations, like going in the hood, staying four or five days in a trap house or whatever, recording on their rinky-dink setup and not going nowhere. You know what I mean? Right. I wasn't going nowhere. Um, when did you realize you had a passion? Like, when did you realize you had a voice? Like, I liked music, but I never, ever decided to sing or rap or do anything like that. So when did you realize you had the talent? I mean, you know, because you're pursuing athletics, uh, you get in trouble. How much weed do you have? Dude, I didn't really have a whole lot of weed with me. It was just the concept that I had it on school premises. Oh, you know? oh yeah. Get your ass yeah. out of there. Get out yeah, of there. Yeah, in a government building, you know, wasn't allowed to have I discovered I had a passion, I, I would say, like, six or seven years ago when I finally made the transition to the country rap music and really singing about shit that I seen growing up out in the woods, like tearing shit up, fucking drinking beer, raising hell, you know. I seen that growing up and all the hollers and shit, you know. And when I transitioned over to that and it actually started becoming something, and hitting millions of streams and all these people out here are blaring my music. That's when I realized that I had a voice. And honestly, in the last two or three years is the is when I figured out that I can use my voice for good instead of all this drama shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you mentioned being another alias. Before you were shotgun Shane, where were you? Yeah, I was Lil Frost. <laughs> Why the name Lil Frost? Okay, it's, it's a stupid story, bro. I just went by it because when I was a little kid, my grandma used to take me to Wendy's and I'd always want a Frosty. <laughs> it's really what it came from, bro. It's I, I just used it like ever since I was like a little kid. I even used that as my... You remember back in the day when the internet was becoming a thing and we had AIM Messenger and shit like that? Yes. That used to be my thing. Little Frost 2000 and whatever or not. Or yeah, whatever it was. It was a little frost something. So you and created your name after your love for Wendy's Frosties. Yeah. No bullshit. Yeah. So I assume when you were recording as Lil Frost, were you actually recording or like what was the process for you when you started as Lil Frost before you transitioned to Shotgun Shane? Were you making I, traditional hip hop? Um, like what was that music like for you? Yeah, it was just like back then I was inspired a lot by a lot of Lil Wayne and a lot of the young money artists and stuff like that. So I was trying to get that sound. You know what I mean? I was trying like, hell, I didn't know nothing about nothing, bro. Like I didn't know shit. <laughs> I was recording off like a $1 microphone from Dollar General. You know, I didn't know nothing about mixers and interfaces and I didn't know nothing. Were you going to the studio or were you doing it your actual self? When I first started, I was doing it my actual self, trying to record through like little different programs like Audacity, Mixcraft, just the old, you know, the old softwares um, that were free and available. 
Uh, then I started going to, like I said, those basements where other people had little better setups than me. You know, I, I didn't know what it meant, what none of that stuff meant until later on. Okay. Now, what was your what was your family like? What was your parents saying? Like, hold on now, little Frosty in now, and they're making noise. Is he? What is he doing? Like, well, how did your family feel about it? You're from a small town in Tennessee. You know, you basically, you know, got it. Had some little bumps in the road, like most teenagers. But now you're pursuing music. Like, what was your family's reaction? And your white guy. Yeah. At first, dude, my parents hated it because they didn't like rap. They didn't understand it. You know, like we grew up listening to Conway Twitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like or rock and roll back, you know what I mean? The late eighties and shit. They didn't really know how to take it, I guess. And they'd always yell at me, shut the hell up. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, didn't want me really doing it. You know what I mean? And saying that I was just screaming in the mic. But really at the time, you know, it's, it's good therapy, right. you know? It kept me away from getting in more trouble, you know. All right, you mentioned 13 months. Let's talk about the 13 months, especially for the fact that you said, even though some people don't believe it. So what's the deal? Because I've never even heard anything about 13 months. Well, I just kept getting in fights, and I was a ill-tempered kid, you know, and I'd go out and get drunk with friends, and we'd just get in fights with random other people, and then come to find out, one of them was like, actually had cop as their father and shit like this. And there's this different shit that kept reoccurring. I'd get in trouble. I'd get in fights and then they'd call the cops and I'd be the one. So be the dumb one to actually say, yeah, I'll hit them when you should just keep your mouth shut, you know, but I kept getting those damn probe, those damn 1129s threw at me and they just kept stacking up, man. And then I, I got in trouble at one point I had like six 1129s and they said, if I had like one or two more, that they were going to try me as an habitual offender and send my ass to prison. And I don't know. I think that judge made an example out of me for putting me in there for 13 months at that young, but it also taught me how to be a man. And when I went in there and got it, by the time I got out, I was straightened up. I never went back. If that tells you anything. So were you actually writing when you, yeah, I wrote, dude, I have a, I have a notebook full of all kinds of raps and shit that I wrote while I was in there. I'd have to ask my mom to find them because they're in their house put up, you know, that's thousands of songs, man. I mean, so I got to ask, things. did a young shotgun Shane had them hands? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I ain't, I don't want to, I don't want to resort to none of that now, you know, right. well, you got, you got kids, you got a family. Nobody want to be fighting as no, as nah. no, as no grown man. So, when did you discover the genre of country rap or that you could make music for people who live life like you? Well, when I I got I've I've heard it like as growing up where I'm from, you know, like the underground shit that really wasn't popping or nothing like that. I heard it with Haystack, Bubba, Sparks, um, uh, Smo, like all those guys, you know, Coat Ford. It was like I listened to their stuff and I related so much, you know. And then I don't know why I overlooked it back then when I was younger, trying to be something that I really wasn't, you know. It just happens, you know. All of us have to find our place in life and we go through different eras of our life, I feel like, you know, finding ourselves. So that being said, 
just after hearing those guys, I wanted to make my own sound. And eventually it came to this, you know, and I think I helped with this new sound, like combining what they are doing at the major labels with what we're doing now. And I see a lot of guys hopping on board, you know, I might not get the credit for it, but I know I helped. All right. Now, when you first started, when you, what was like, what was that first country rap release or project you feel a song that you feel like you recorded and how do you feel like it was received and then how did your sound change from that initial shotgun Shane because I've heard things that were shotgun Shane that doesn't sound like shotgun Shane now me and Spank have both uh, raved about especially it was a project you done and I don't have it in front of me I'll pull it up that we was like man this is definitely a new sound and it sound almost like it was for the ladies so how did you go from your initial shotgun chain to the shotgun chain we hear now? I don't know. It's just the development over time and, and then just putting in there what I like to hear. You know, that's the main thing. Used to, I would, I feel like back in the old days when I did like I Go Back, Round Here, songs like that, that when I first got introduced in country rap, I feel like I was kind of forcing it. You know what I mean? I already got the Southern draw and all that shit. I mean, that's natural, but I was trying to force that shit. I mean, some of those songs worked. It did. I mean, they got millions of streams. I mean, it shows for itself. And those are all organic, by the way. But it's like, with all that, over time, I like hip hop. And I like the evolution of hip hop. And I like the little Yachty's, the fucking Post Malone's, the damn... What at Ray Shrimmers and shit like that. And me like liking that to my ear, I like to combine that with what we're doing. You know, nobody's really doing it that big on a bigger scale in this country rap shit. You know, that's just what I like, man. Okay. What's the recording process like for you? For me now? Yeah. If I if I hear something that I like or a beat or anything. I pull it up on my studio. I listen. I don't write no more. I just turn it on and hit record, arm the thing, and I'll rap like maybe five or six bars. Sometimes I fucking just keep going for like 32 bars. It just depends. And then I'll stop it, listen back. If I like it, I'll keep it. If I don't, I'll scrap it and I'll do it again. But if I like that, I'll comp off of that and just finish it out. You know what I mean? And sometimes I just start with the hook. It just depends, man, what kind of mood you're in. Okay. Does it start with your melody first or you start with the lyrics? Um, melody. I would say melody. It's a big key, I, I feel like. It really don't matter what you're saying anymore. I mean, you, you still got to put what you want to talk about in there, but right. it really don't matter, like, as far as trying to overcomplicate the lyrics. Hmm. So what, what, what has people said that your sound sounds like? Like, what are you getting from your fans and other people in the genre? Do they say that it's a more R&B type of country rap because you sing and rap? Yeah, I, a lot of them, it's like they got mad about me using the auto-tune, right? But then right. You, turn, you turn around and you see all those guys that were talking shit about me using it. Now they're using it. So what's the deal there? It's like, are you jealous that I know how to use it properly? It's like, what? I don't understand it. Hmm. But I guess they would say it probably is 
they they trying to call me. I get messages all the time telling me that I'm a mainstream sellout and all this shit. How in the hell am I a mainstream sellout when I'm not signed to a major label? Right. How does that make sense? It's like they don't know what they're talking about. Speaking of that, and at one point in time when we started this show, I used to say Shotgun Shane is one of the most hated guys in country rap. And I could not understand why. And, you know, I'm not going to mention any names. If you want to, then you can. But why do you feel like, and I know one one of the people you guys have made amends. Um, right. Everything is everything now. The yeah, other shout, person, out, shout out to church. Shout out to church for that. Yeah. And he actually was on the show and he actually mentioned that too. And in the same respectful manner, I didn't want to call a name because I know at one point in time, you guys were having like a, a verbal spat back and forth. And he definitely mentioned that it's all love now. And um, it is. Fact, he, 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 he mentioned giving you some advice and um, you're using it and it actually was working well for you in the progression of um, your music. He was very, he spoke highly of what you're doing. Um, the other person, I don't know if you guys have made amends, but what makes Shotgun Shane one of the most hated guys in country rap because every here, time here, i've here. ever spoken with you you seem humble and stand up and i am bro and and here's the thing i don't understand it as well like i don't understand why i've had so much hate myself but the only thing that i can gather is like the other person you're talking about like he was meeting everybody as well like when i was when i was coming up and we was all getting together and everybody's hanging out and shit i think it boils down to morale like me having morals about what I'm doing and what I want to leave behind as a legacy. I don't want to be that guy known for snorting cocaine off of strippers asses. I, I just, I don't want to be that guy. I'm sorry. I don't want my daughters turning on a damn video, seeing dad over here, fucking baked on fucking bisops and meth. You know, I'm sorry. That's not me. Um, and me standing up, for what's right sometimes in certain situations I feel like have turned a lot of people against me. It's like, why did you even say anything? Well, I wouldn't raise the way y'all motherfuckers are raised. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just going to let that shit slide. So I'm going to say something about it and I'm going to stand up for it. Maybe me doing shit like that. But, and they were doing those things that I'm talking about. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know, but I have not done I don't know who spread rumors about me, said all this shit about me, but I've not done anybody wrong. I'm, I've always been nice to everybody that I speak to in this industry. And even when motherfuckers fuck me over, like I was still nice, too nice. Little, I've always been naive and that's probably got me in a lot of bullshit. And that's the only way I can even see it, bro. The, the situation with me and Ryan back in the day, you know why we got mad at each other? Is this a misunderstanding between other people that were supposed to be in a circle, mm. you know, with the music being released and shit like that. That had no problem. That was nothing to do with me or Ryan because me and Ryan was cool and we was coming up together. It's just, I think it's other people, man. And then when they see other two people getting along and having a great time, it kind of makes them jealous because they're not there. They're not in that situation and they're not getting that, you know? Um, I think a, a, that's probably a lot of it. It's more of a 
Mm. Can I smoke on here? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's probably more of a you're in your own pocket. They can't control you. You're just as independent as they are. And you don't need them. You're not going to bow down to them. And I think there's a there's a lot of, and we're going to talk about this in another AMA, Vic and I, but there, right. there's, there's this um, guard, if you want to call it that, or this hierarchy in country rap. Gatekeeper. Gatekeepers, yes, for sure. I, and I think it's bullshit um, because all of your, all of us, us included, we're all independent. Uh, yep. um, and, and none of us mean shit to the industry. We're all on the same plateau. But because of that, we're all vying for the same spotlight. So when anybody comes along that is maybe slightly more talented than they are, then they're like, yep. well, shit, I need to make him look as bad as possible. You know, let me let me throw some rumors out or let me let me throw a lie here or there so people can start not liking him instead of, you know, liking me. So I think a large majority of that is that. But we don't have to resort to those tactics because there is enough eyeballs and enough money to go around over here. Um, it I, is. But the the ego and the jealousy part, I mean, I know I'm I'm probably preaching to the choir, but we're not we we can't stop other people from being stupid. Um yeah, I know. And and you nailed it right there though, bro. Like I don't understand because there's enough to go around. And it's like you get to that sense of point, you do that, it's gonna stay stuck at that level. Right. Now if ever if everybody can just bite their tongue and wait their turn then maybe it could break through that glass ceiling like we've been trying to do from the get-go for the last four or five years. Right. But now and we're we're all like crabs in a bucket. Like, you, no, you can't go up. No, no, you can't. Let me pull you down. No, you can't get up. Let me pull you down. I guess it's not right. Yeah, exactly. It will never stop. Um, And we can honestly say that when we first started the podcast a year and a half ago, we felt some of that too. It was like, oh, oh without a doubt. You know, we don't know who you guys are. Uh, we see you guys working, so let's just throw something negative out there about you, even though we've never had a conversation with you. Um, just but I also agree with you. Um, and being in this industry for umpteen years, a lot of times it don't be the individuals, it be the people around them and in that circle. Some something got said, and by the time it got back to the other person, it sounded crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was already changed. It was already changed like 20 different times in that story to make it sound worse because everybody wants to put a little exaggeration on it or something. Yeah. And <laughs> and I think a lot of times it's like um just say you're on the way up, this guy's on the way up, and this guy's want to get in, and I want to be close to one of these guys. So to be close to one of these guys, I gotta move one of these guys out the way. And a lot of yeah. times people do that like. I want to get close to Spank, so I need to move Vic out the way. So I'll just say, you know, this, this, and this, and then when it comes, yeah, hey, hey Spank, guess what? Vic was over here saying this yeah. about you, bro. <laughs> Goddamn lie, you know. So because I know that my homeboy, he would never say that. Yeah, and that's what a lot of motherfuckers need to do. They need to stand up and say that, right? Instead of like letting it, they they sit on it. You know what I'm saying? They don't stand up and say, you know what? I know that motherfucker. He ain't going to do that. Right, right. They ain't going to say that. They're going to sit there and they dwell on it. And they dwell on it. And by, and the time they keep thinking it over in their head, they're thinking it's true now. Right. Even though they know damn well it's not. Well, they've accomplished what they wanted to. They wanted to give some Fuck sort of doubt. Mind. 
Yeah. And and now they got real estate in your head. Exactly. <laughs> Rent free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Right. I'm counting. Hold on. Okay, shotgun saying. Wait, well, I got a question. When did Lil Frost officially die? And when did Shotgun Shane officially be birthed? And why? I would say 2015. And I'll tell you the reason why. There's a guy, he lives in Ohio now, but at the time he was up in uh, uh, Connecticut. And I met him. I forget how we met. It was weird because I was reaching out to the uh, the big agency up there in New York about booking and shit. William Morris? Because I was uh, William Morris agency, yes. And uh, he used to be the bodyguard for them. He used to go and do be a bodyguard for Beyonce, Jay Z, everybody. I forget exactly how we met, but we met and we became really good friends. He's an older guy, and he was telling me the story about him. Uh, having a friend just come out of the blue and help him make millions of dollars. Um, he had stock in Nextel, and that guy was telling him what the next big industry was going to be, which was Bluetooth. So he sold out all of his stock of Nextel and bought all Bluetooth and became uh, a millionaire within a month or two, mm -hmm. like a multi-millionaire. Uh, he was telling me when we had spoke, he was like, you know what you should do? You're a country-ass motherfucker. You should mix that country shit with this rap shit, and that's what's going to do, and that's what's that's what's going to make you be known finally, and people's going to start actually appreciating your music. I finally listened to him, and I did that with those new songs around here. I go back and shit like that, mm -hmm. and it worked on SoundCloud. Back then, SoundCloud was the outlet for all these artists, even the mumble rap like era and shit. Agree, agree. And I came in there and slid in right at the right time, and it worked. But that that's when Lil Frost died. Okay. But I'll tell you what. I got to go up there and meet Too Short, E-40, fucking – I didn't get to meet Snoop Dogg at the time because he was he wasn't there. He was gone, busy. I got to go in Too Short's studio and stuff up there in Oakland, California and shit. I went to the grill studio as Lil Frost. This was before Shotgun Shane. Um, but it's just crazy, man. I mean, I did a song with Be Legit from the Click, and it's called Don't Throw Your Life Away. And then remind you, I did all this in the span of after I got out of jail, those 13 months, they flew me out to California because they believed in me. Why the name it's, Shotgun Shane? My middle name's Shane, and we used to shoot shotguns all the time, you know what I mean? A lot of people think it's shotgun and beers. I guess you could say that back then, but I don't really drink now. I like the shotgun with the shotgun better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I, would, I would look at someone who thought shotgun beers and like, no, I'll shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. At this point in country rap, how do you feel like the fans have received you? Because you're you're pretty much to me, and when I look at your release, you're like a people can't ignore shotgun shame. Right. So how do you feel like you've been embraced by the fans, especially going through verbal spats? And a lot of times it's more the fans of those people getting at you than you know the people. So how do you feel like the fans have received you and um 
you know, when it comes to the job. I think a lot of them, man, they're there. They're still there. They're going to be there until I retire, give up, or whatever. I, I'm not going to give up. You know what I mean? Retire and quit doing music and move into more of a behind-the-scenes guy to help these other artists. And that's something else that I want to do is eventually all these guys coming up, it's harder now. Like, when we was doing it and the internet was kind of like the Facebook shit was popping and everything, now they've limited it so much, even to us, that have huge, bigger followings. And I don't have a huge following, but I have half a million at least. But they've limited it so much, it's impossible for these new guys to even get heard. You know, and that's bad. I want to help bridge that gap. And I hope these other bigger artists want to do the same because they deserve to be heard as well like we was. We got a chance. They deserve a chance as well. I'm, I'm curious on the limitations. Like, what, what are you, what limitations are you talking about that uh, well, the, the new, new artists the, aren't able? Well, the algorithms. And that's not a limitation. That's, a, that's an adaptation. That's well, a, it is, yeah, it is, it is. But you got to think, these people can't afford. They can't afford it. They can't, they're making it damn near impossible, bro. If 90% of my people are watching my shit and it's between four and six, then I need to be putting out content right before that four to six window so that it's there for them. Yeah. But if you put like your shit out, <laughs> right. But if you put your shit out like at eight o'clock and 90% of the people watch it from four to six, you've missed that. You know, so you that entire budget, that. that whole budget is wasted. You know, so you got to really dig into the analytics and use them to your benefit. Because I guarantee Facebook is not a social media network. Facebook is an informational warehouse. 